0: Neil, how was your Valentine's Day? Uh, well, I think I was on the road somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Where would that have been? That's why I was asking. It's all run together, Ed. Yeah, the last two weeks have been quite a blur. Neil Bradley, Edward Marlowe, this is the For Those Who Inquired podcast. We last joined you on February 3rd, and since then, you know, a couple weeks have passed. Uh, almost three now, and uh, we're approaching the end of the... College basketball regular season, heading to tournament time, and Valentine's Day has passed us. I know we had the oh. Super Bowl. Where were you on Valentine's Day?
1: I was in Normal, Illinois.
0: Oh, that's right. Against uh, Actually, I think
1: I was in Bloomington, Illinois. Yeah. And then we drove to Normal the next night to play basketball and beat Illinois State 76-75. So we did Valentine's Day Monday night. I took the wife to uh, some place, some – fancy restaurant in murray but of course she embarrassed me she knocked the tray off the window but it wasn't that bad (laughs) uh as far as the food and stuff so it was pretty good did you go to sonic well
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's an old bob euchre joke that's good knock the tray (laughs) off the window that's terrific man i was that's
1: what euchre said he said when he signed his first major league contract said my my dad took us to the nicest restaurant in town
0: and uh
1: embarrassed all of us when he knocked the tray off the
0: window that's good yeah. that's a good one neil man i for those that for those who inquired that was not pre-planned at all that was uh, a. no was i didn't
1: even, honestly i didn't even know where where i was there's been a lot of road trips this year ed well more, and that's and that's normal.
0: that's the thing i want to i want to start let's start as, as as recent as we possibly can this is february 23rd 10 26 p.m racer women's basketball the dishwasher was at this game as the Honorable, call-in coach. What is it that they call the honored coach? The I
1: think it's the honorary coach. Egg. Honorary? Yeah, I, I think can't, that's I was trying I to think what it is. It there. Honorary. I told,
0: I told, I told Aaron the dishwasher. I said, I said, honey, you just need to saunter up to Rochelle Turner. I said, you need to tell her two things. Get the ball to Caitlin Young, and uh, call Kentucky and see if Macy Turley hits an isolated jumper. I oh. tweeted that the other day, and I just, I, I don't know. I just it gave myself. I thought it was, I thought it was funny. It is funny because Kentucky <laughs> is. Can draw up. I mean, I don't know if I could draw it up on a marker board, but I know one of the shots you can get out of it is an isolated jumper from Macy Turley or a drive that's going to get her some free throws. So, okay. uh, but I wanted to, I kind of want to open with that because. Uh, racer women's basketball again that just happened they just lost to drake who by the way 17 and 8 and really really good yeah i didn't uh, get to get to the game i had
1: uh, a business commitment so i didn't get to do that but i did see drake play at drake against marie state yeah they're good
0: i i was at a united way celebration in hopkinsville but i was listening to the game on the way back and uh but flipping between that and the um, memphis philadelphia game which i'll get to that later uh, the NBA has resumed after its All Star break, but again, lost to Drake, 97-71. and I just, I just want to, I, I again, this is not an indictment, this is not um, anything sort of hateful, but I think, I think the Missouri Valley, to be fair, you look at the record and you look at how some things have unfolded, um, you know, in league play and how well Belmont's been playing and, and a couple of other teams, obviously Illinois State, Drake, you and I. Missouri State four or five teams that particularly mm-hmm. of course Belmont being new but the four other teams that I've mentioned including Drake just year in and year out command that massive difficult top of the league presence and Murray State has been um awakened to that illuminated to oh, that no doubt about that and that's you know your what do you I believe the women are 8 and 5 at home this year four of those losses have been Missouri Valley teams, I'm almost certain. And then tonight against Drake, I mean, Drake shot 16 for 28 from three and just lit it up in the second half. I mean, absolutely. Matter of fact, let's see. Oh, yeah, Uh, they were in the fourth quarter. They were 12 of 14 from the floor and 6 of 6 from three. Yeah, and I watched
1: probably 30 minutes of that 40-minute game, and there was a significant number of those. Uh, the defense would break down and they were open looks for threes and there was a streak there i didn't know if they were going to ever miss any open ones and then finally they did start to miss a few of them
0: the thing about it is neil and again i want to look at this more holistically instead of just one game because drake is drake is terrific i mean maggie bear 28 points 12 of 15 from the floor grace berg you know six of 10 13 points uh uh katie denabier uh I believe that's how you pronounce her last name. Uh, yeah, Denebier. Uh 12 points, nine assists, four steals. I, I don't, you know, everybody on the team goes plus 10 or better, you know, for Drake. Meanwhile, the Racers, they had some spirited efforts. 18 points from Macy Turley, who is six of is 6-14, 4-7 from three. It looks like she's continuing to push for a strong finish. 2000th career point, now the all-time mm. assist leader for Murray State Women's Basketball. I believe passed her. Uh, assistant coach in that regard. You know, so I, I mean, you're getting great numbers from Caitlin Young consistently, Macy Turley consistently. Hannah McKay's playing pretty well off the bench, 30 minutes tonight, 10.7 rebounds, four of 10, two, 2 threes. You know, but you, you talked about the defense. You know, you look at the shot, look at the shot variation even tonight against one of the best teams in the league 14 shots for Caitlin Young, 14 for Turley, 10 for McKay, and then a bit of a spray. All around that. You've, you've seen more minutes out of Briley Pena, you know, freshman. You've, you've you've got more minutes out of Case and Connor, sophomore, you know, really trying to provide a defensive presence uh, with her size and quickness. Uh, Jada Black still in the starting lineup, giving you just eight minutes and then kind of – Stratified 23 minutes from Burpo, by the way, just passed a thousand career points in college basketball. So, you just take a look at all these things. Uh, Fruzina played three and a half minutes. You're just trying to find some mix defensively. Jordan Hughes, of course, has been in the mix time and again at different times of season. And I'm just trying to figure out, like, and I know they are too. You had that seven game losing streak, you know, for women's basketball. Right. Finally got back in the win column with a, a significant victory against Evansville. Just kind of a get back game after you know losing that one on the road. I just what are your thoughts? You've already mentioned defensively, you've seen a lot of these games as well. I, what, are, what are your thoughts about where this team sits now, 13 and 13, 6, and 11 in the Missouri Valley play?'re
1: they're, they're not a bad team in, in in my opinion. However, the glaring part of that is how much of a size disadvantage and athleticism disadvantage, but especially size they have. Uh, Instead of these teams having – there's not many teams that have a Caitlin Young, but they have a big that can score and rebound, but not one, not two, sometimes three. That's what they have at the top, and the racers just don't have that right now. It's something that uh, hopefully they can recruit by next season. Uh, The guards, while uh, they are, I think, skilled – size issues there as well and it comes to defending and also to getting shots off and getting open looks at the basket but uh, it's still a fun team to watch I really enjoy it and I can't wait to see it's hard to believe because I have other commitments but I will not be able to see Macy Turley play again live I don't think ever again except for Sunday or Saturday excuse me Saturday's game against Northern Iowa so uh I'm looking forward to that. Same with Alexis Burpo. but I've watched Macy play longer than than Alexis. I think, because uh, she started, you know, as a seventh grader. Uh, yeah, and it was. Yeah, it's, she's had an amazing, amazing career. Uh, love watching Caitlin play. So I'll be there. I, I'm one of their biggest fans. But it, this hasn't been the year that that even. I, it looked like starting the season. I thought they're going to be. I don't even know if they were going to be in the hunt for the championship. But I did think they would be among the teams battling for that top four spot. But it just really didn't work out for them for whatever reason. I'm not a coach. We have good coaches, so uh, they'll get it figured out, I'm sure. I'm not sure if that will happen this year, but they needed, I think, a run through the Missouri Valley Conference and go, okay, we need to get this. We need yeah. to recruit here. We've got to recruit higher at this level. Uh, if these certain positions get more depth, and I'm sure they're hard at work on that. So the, the program's in the right hands. I'm not worried about that at all. So Rochelle and the staff will get it done. Uh, But as far as fixing the defense quick – that's not gonna, not it's not gonna happen uh, over a multi-game stretch. I don't think.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think you, I think you hit the nail right on the head. I'm, mean, I'm not. This is not an indictment on anybody. I, I started with that, and I'll say it again. I, I certainly believe efforts not, you know, a concern here. Oh no. Oh. I, I think a lot of this is just from a. You, you take a look at some, some rotation and things like that. Teams have just shot really, really well from three. Yeah. Uh, against. And, and that's in, just in Missouri Valley play. And let's act, I actually, I just want to look at some numbers here. In Missouri Valley play, <clears throat> uh, teams have shot only 44.7% against the racers, but mm-hmm. from three, 35%. Wow. you know Now, the racers have shot 35%, but the other difference, too, the rebounding edge really hasn't been there. Uh, it's 36.1 to 34. That's probably not enough. Racers have also been uh only scoring 69 points a game and giving up 70. Yeah. You know, in 17, you know, in 17 games. And so that's that is tough, you know? That's that's mm. tough. And then you take a look from a turnover perspective. Racers have also turned the ball over 239 times. Yeah, that's that's also been an issue. In 17 conference games yeah. and, you know, they've only forced 202. And here's the difference. It's 83 steals to 133. They've given up 50 more steals, loose balls to the other team, which, of course, turn into points. I mean, we know how defense and offense works. You know, other things have actually worked out really well for them. The Racers continue to be an absolutely prolific free-throw shooting team, you know, shooting 78% in conference play. Mm -hmm. If you can limit turnovers and get to the free-throw line, you've got a good chance at winning the basketball game. That's it. And that's, that's where this team has succeeded. Meanwhile, your three best scorers, in Missouri Valley play, have been Caitlin Young, Macy Turley, and Hannah McKay, who I've already mentioned. After that, you don't have that fourth option, and I, and that's again no disrespect. Bria Sanders Woods, the hyphenator, only averaging six and a half points a game in conference play. Alexis Burpo, four and a half points in conference play. Jordan Hughes, four points in conference play. She shot the three relatively well, but just hasn't been that electric threat, you know, to kind of right. change that offense. And meanwhile, take a look at this. You have, let's see, here's who's earned different starts in conference play. Caitlin Young, Macy Turley, Hannah McKay, Bria Sanders-Woods, Alexis Burpo, Briley Pena, Casey Connor, Jada Black. That's two, three, four, five, nine. Nine different starters. And, again, we knew that Jordan and Alexis were kind of that fifth-year rotator, so you knew there was going to be a sixth. But then you've had three others that you've tried to influx in and get some sort of consistency or – Rhythm or or defensive presence, and it just yeah. it hasn't come.
1: That and then the the turnovers. I think this team scores at a high enough rate.
0: Sixty nine points a game is great if
1: they don't have the turnovers. That's yeah. robbing them of the opportunities to get closer to eighty points a game. And if you get close to eighty points a game, you're going to win virtually every game. Well, and instead of six, and that's and, what's
0: killing them. I'll even say this: instead of six and eleven, and again, it's all hypothetical. Clearly, we're we're hypothesizing yeah. here. You're eleven and six. And just like the men, and we'll get into the men in a little bit, they have not been great away from home. Right. They're five and four in conference play. If you're five and at home, if you're five and four on the road, now you're ten and eight. Yeah. You know, now 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 life is good. You're 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 probably top five, top six maybe even top four at that point because you've stolen some of these other wins from an elite program like a Drake, like a I, you know, and, and so on and so forth. So, again, I I, I don't want to bemoan it, but we are getting to that point where March Madness is almost here. You're going to be headed to, you know, Moline March Madness <laughs> yeah. for the women. You've got, you know, the... And I, I want to say this too. I, I I If I can get my work done, I got a busy Saturday. I'm like you. I'd like to see the final moments live I'll be there at home for you know you'll be there I'm hoping to be there I'd really like to see I saw so much high school basketball you know out of Alexis and Macy and you know I've not been able to be at a lot of women's games this year love the fact that they have their own day love the fact that they have their own times Uh, but earlier in the day I've just I've had a lot of work assignments and you know but I've kept up with it I've been looking at the numbers been listening to press conferences been watching some of the streaming and some of the replay, and you know everything you just said about defense. You're right. It comes down to it comes down to size, and you're not winning these rebounding margins at a, at the higher rate that you were in non conference play. Right. It's too tight, you know. When you've got the misses, there's not this overarching plus five plus six. It's it's slim, slim winning mm-hmm. on the rebounding. So, uh,
1: also uh, on Saturday, uh, Caitlin Young, who is a a no doubt about it uh first team all league player no question uh in the running for player of the year but the player that i think might get it plays for northern iowa and uh, you'll get a chance to see her
0: that's i think that's actually a fair i think that's a fair grab here i do want to mention that it's uh, grace Mm buffelli is that yeah Yeah. she's a she is a sophomore from eldridge iowa and uh, neil brings up a great point Want want to give a shout out to her for her and to her 25 games 25 starts uh, you and I with a tough loss tonight. Actually, yeah, that was against, a tough one against Belmont. And Belmont's played great. Eighty-two, lately. yeah, absolutely. 82-77, Belmont, eighteen and 14 and three in conference play. That's one of Murray State's wins. Home win, mm. convincing. Oh yeah, win against Belmont. It just deleted them offensively, and uh, you know it kind of just hasn't worked since then. I, I know. think it's really a good point. That's
1: what's been a shock. Yeah. Because at that point, you figure they may be in that top four.
0: Sure. And in the hunt for a 12 child. and 6, 13. Well, no, so you, you play just, 20 games. It so, hasn't happened. You know, 14 and 6. Yeah, exactly. Um, going back to Befeli, she's from averaging 1.9 points per game in 2020 20, uh, 19 games to, uh, of course, 25 starts now. 16 points per game, 8.7 rebounds, shooting 54.6% from the field.
1: Do you have your Valley only stats? Do you have that? Where you don't have it on the MVC page?
0: I don't right. have it super quick, I it. but I can that's get, all right. I can get that's it. No problem.
1: Um, but she is. Uh, when you and that's kind of when, when we vote coaches. Sorry, coach, vote players of the year. That's what I look at. I look at the conference stats and compare them because because that's your. Everyone has played the same number of games. You get a look at that. There's none of those outliers. Hey, we beat somebody 92-41 to or something like that. Those are all taken out of the equation uh, as far as uh, non-conference games.
0: Conference-only stats. We are going to get this. I'm almost there. So, scoring leaders in conference play Caitlin Young is still first. Right. Paige Robinson is second. Ashley Jones is third. Grace buffelli is sixth. She's down to, all right, at sixteen point three.
1: However, bit. but she's in a lot of stats. And the Robinson she's, girl, she's from she's Illinois second State. Rebounding. Right? and it may be her. Yeah. Uh, th- those are to me the top 3 gunning for the player of the year.
0: If we look at scoring, your top 6 scorers, Befelli is sixth and this, again, just conference play, so it's right here got the numbers. Caitlin Young number 1, 23 points per game in conference. Paige Robinson, 18.3, Ashley Jones from SIU, 18.1. Ashley Jones has been pretty yeah. pretty good. Yeah. You know. And see that was a that was a that was a decent I uh, didn't the women win at SIU. Uh, yeah, they did at SIU. Yeah, but didn't didn't win here. Huge win. No. So um, had a bad second half against them. Uh, Destiny Wells fourth, Madison Bartley fifth. That's four and five is there's your Bartley and Wells for Belmont. Yeah. That's how good they've been. And then Befelia sixth, yeah. and then Anaya Thomas for Missouri State. So that's how good she's been in an Abby fight for Evansville's eighth. And this is all in – And your rebound stats are uh, – You're rebounding. Your top rebounder is Kennedy Taylor from Missouri State in conference play and right. Grace, Grace buffelli's second. So. She's,
1: she was first, and I think last time I looked, third. So she has slipped a little bit in the scoring part. But uh, like I said, probably Robinson. you know, the way – it's always been that way. The coaches usually are going to favor teams that either win championships or are at the top. Yep. And I think that's what's going to hurt Caitlin. In this regard, her numbers are good enough. Yeah, but uh, I, I have a feeling that they're going to swing it uh, with one of those at the
0: top. Yeah, because you take a look, Caitlin actually leads the league in points in conference play by a hundred.
1: Yeah, and she she may get it based just on that, but I don't. Usually, that's not the way the coach voting goes. No, a whether, lot of times. you think she deserves it? Or they're
0: going to respect her. They're going to believe in her. They're going to rank. She'll her, be on the first team. team. First yeah. team. Yeah, she's that big of a threat. But they're going to have a hard time looking at a record and saying, well, the overall body of work, you know, what, where did where is that going right. and, and what is happening. Now, you say these things, and sometimes that's how an MVP works. Oh, it may do it. You know? We'll see. I'd so, be happy with it. I have yeah.
1: no problem with it. Yeah, I
0: mean, you'd be hard pressed. And I don't not. vote in
1: that. I have no voting. That yeah. I don't vote on the women's stuff at all.
0: Before we talk about men's basketball, there's plenty of talk about women's basketball. They've got three games left, whereas the men have one. You know, uh, and then the women get their own. You and I have talked about it. I'll, we'll, we'll get into that later uh, in another podcast. But, you know, three games left. Certainly can end this season still on a high note. Yeah. They, they've got the weapons to make something happen. Um, and the last home game is Saturday. I, I'll, I don't mind plugging it at all. I, I think it should be there. Yeah. I think, I'm not looking at you, I'm looking at the proverbial oh, podcast crowd here. I, I think the, and thank you for our listenership, by the way. We hit our 5,000th listen last week. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, How long you, did it take
1: you to hit play on your phone, Ed? I, I've I've been recycling
0: play for three weeks, and I got I was able to get about seventy extra plays. But that's uh,
1: where you hire a little kid and go hit play and pause, just open and close
0: it. I'm gonna I'm gonna call my nephew. <laughs> there you go. He's uh, three and a half years old. He's just smart enough to start doing a that. Candy bar, yeah. you know something. All I do. to munch on. He uh, he actually, <laughs> my nephew. Uh, <laughs> but that it that is nice. That I'll, is nice. It man. is, and we really appreciate it. I'll uh, I'll digress here. Um. My nephew actually went to his first Mardi Gras parade. They live in New Orleans and he's been to a Mardi Gras parade before I have. How
1: about that? Yeah.
0: He's three he's three years old. Oh. He's 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 partying it up at Mardi Gras. And I'm I I'm such I'm what? just I'm just an old curmudgeon, I guess. I when don't know. You said know. about said three months. I was about to freak out a little bit. <laughs> <wasn't it? laughs> no, three years. Mm. Now, I, I did uh my my wife brought home some beads for me. Really, she I, did, th- but she didn't, that, t- she didn't get them
1: in that. She didn't get in that way. T- oh, <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so she was like, "Here, honey, I got these for you," and I didn't do it in the New Orleans way. So, yeah, I thought it was. There's fine. also
1: the saying, "What happens in New Orleans stays in stays New Orleans." In New so Orleans. That's exactly <laughs> that's the story right. you got in.
0: Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, she didn't tell me. So, uh, speaking of parties, John Morant, uh, I want to go ahead and pivot to that really quick because we actually had that happen over our. Uh, Three-week uh, busyness John Morant, former Murray State racer We all know this uh, Tough first game back after the All-Star game Three for 16, 15 points, five assists Grizzlies lose again on the road 110-105 uh, This is again tonight about, a, about an hour and a half after that game It's eight straight road losses But Memphis still in second uh, They're so good at home 24-5 and five at home One of the best teams in the country at home mm-hmm. But on the road, just kind of kind of mediocre right now. And so eleven and eighteen at home. Uh, 10-1 run by Philly at the end. Joel Embiid had an incredible block of a John Morant dunk that was gonna be a dunk. Mm-hmm. And then Embiid, you know, who might win MVP this year, if it's not Jokic was terrific. But Morant started in the All Star game. Did you did you get a chance to see any of it? It's uh, a No, no. it's a non-defensive it's game. It's horrible. It is, and I, I will say I'm that. Glad started, it, I'm glad he started, though. I'm glad he started. It's horrible. What, it is horrible, and the early 90s All-Star games, I want to mention that. The early 90s All-Star games, I grew up watching. They were, they were great games. They were competitive. Yeah. They were competitive, and I'm fine with it being a layup line and people taking threes, but let's get a little bit of defense. Just a smidge. Um, a modicum of defense that was that was neil playing defense better defense on his um, bottle of arizona green bottle, tea man. that's it as right that's t- your defense was better than the defense that's exhibited in an all-star game it's not great and i don't know how you make that better because i know guys are playing for so much money and they don't want to get hurt and they don't want to but if we're going to do that does it feel don't get me wrong you're still going to make open shots Credit to Jason Tatum, who just could not miss from three in the second half, and that's fine. But is there. But The reason I mentioned Moran, he had six points, three assists, three rebounds. Uh, didn't play much in the second half. That ended up being the Damian Lillard and Jason Tatum show. But the three dunks that he did. Yeah, I did see that. Had the people. I saw. Yeah, had people question, like, why do you not do the dunk contest? Yeah. Of course, then he came out and said, I'm never going to do the dunk contest. Right. And I get. I get that. There's, there's not much for him in that point, you know, to to, to go and, and participate in that. Even though he is one of the best dunkers in the game, in the world. Um, but I'm just, how would you? I'm just going to ask this. This is total, total tangent here, just real quick. How would you make the All Star Game better? You love basketball. You enjoy watching what Jaw's doing right now. How would you change the All Star Game now? Without saying we're going to go back to 1985.
1: Well, the players are playing the way they want to play. It's good point. That's the way they want to play. Yeah. If they wanted to play it differently, they could. All it would take would be for one of the teams to play defense, and guess what would happen? The other team would play defense. Yeah. <laughs> but with no one playing it, it's 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 just not not going to happen. It, it, it's just, a good point. It's kind of you know, I realize the, the baseball All Star Game. It's an exhibition, but you at least have pitchers pitching fast. They're not pitching 70 and telling you, this is coming down the middle, see how far you can hit it. And a lob- they do have that in the home run derby. They're not giving you the EFAS pitch. Yeah. yeah. And the guys are trying to swing hard and hit homers and doubles and score. So at least you get some kind of an effort. Yeah, uh, that's you know, a great they're, point. They're running after balls and catching them. And and then uh, the reason I didn't watch this year's NBA All-Star Games because I watched last year's. It's like I was just stunned. It's like this is it? Mm-hmm.
0: Ugh. It was just. You can uh, guarantee both teams are going to score 150 plus, because yeah. they're literally not going to put up a fight physically. And I get it. I get that. There's so much money on the line that you, if you injure a guy in an All-Star game, you quite literally look at that and you say, "I can't believe I threw away the rest of my season for this." If it's an ACL, if it's a knee, it's whatever. But they could I agree at least you. defend
1: the other player.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Just play a little man-to-man, half court. Come on. You know, you don't. Maybe you don't have to make a hard cut, but put a hand up, hand hand up. You know, hand down, man down type of deal. It's 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 man down, man down in the All Star game. It's I'm not gonna get in the way of you, and you just run to the run to the rim. All right, sidetrack there. I'll think on that. I I don't know how you make it better. I'd love to maybe a skills challenge. You already have some of that going on at All Star weekend. Uh, You've got the three point contest. You got a dunk contest. I don't know. I don't know how you make it. I watch college
1: basketball the whole week, so I don't, I don't know what to do.
0: Well, and, and, yeah. I, and I get that. And I college basketball has been terrific this year. We've had what?
1: However, <laughs> I've seen some college players this year play about like that in the NBA. That's true. So, I mean, yeah. it happens in college. However, sure usually knows. then the coach will go, hey, hey, right over here. I've
0: got another guy. Uh, yeah, don't put someone else in there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's, it's not at least to the point yet where it's like eh, we're all making lots of money and uh, we're not playing
0: deep. Correct me if I'm wrong here, and I think I saw this stat. Speaking of college basketball, have I seen eight number one teams have lost this year? Is that right? I believe that's true. I think that's right. I think that's right. Eight number one teams. I don't know who to pick for the for the uh, March Madness uh, scenario. We'll talk about that as we get closer uh, yeah, to be, March Madness. It be a fun tournament. It, it should be. It should, should be fun, the, in the words of some loser guy. I know so it should be fun. <laughs> so speaking of should be fun. Murray State men's basketball, of course, coming up on its 20th Missouri Valley Conference game uh, this Sunday. Certainly, I want to go ahead and start with the positive. You you're coming out with DJ Burns, Rod Thomas. I tweeted something. It was an opinion. I threw it out there. I'd love for somebody to sit down and let Rod Thomas start. You know, I, I know it's, I know you've got some things at stake, and I get Rod. that. But you know, I, I loved what Isaiah did ten years ago with him sitting. Of course, they had some things clinched at that point, so it's a little different. Um, Walk us through some scenarios. Before we go back and take a look at how the past couple of weeks have gone, from a scenario perspective, does Murray State still have a chance at a six seed? Should they come away with a victory on Sunday against Valparaiso? They do.
1: They have to win. Uh, They have to have Missouri State lose to Indiana State, and then Bradley has to beat Drake. If those three things happen, Murray State will be the six seed. If Murray State wins and those other two things, either of them don't happen, they will not be the six seed. Will they be the seven? Uh, I think they'll be the seven. There's a chance they could, I think, be the eighth because if they get into it, if Missouri State wins, they lose, and this would have Northern Iowa winning Sunday, which right. they're not favored to do. Correct. Uh, but if they did, then they're going to lose the head-to-head tiebreaker with Northern Iowa. So long as they're not in a head-to-head tiebreak with Northern Iowa, that's the only way they'll be the eighth seed. Otherwise, that's a lot of basketball math, Neil. The six, yeah. Well, there's all sorts of crazy scenarios. Otherwise, but Murray State is reasonably simple to be honest about.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong on this as well. Did I see that there are still 64 different permutations possible for the Missouri Valley Men's Basketball? Probably. I I haven't seen that. There's, I, I believe I saw that. I could be wrong on that. Somebody yeah. can double check well, I mean, me. Well, there's and, three spots we could be in. Yeah, boom. boom, boom. I mean, so we there's could be, uh, which creates with three other teams. That's nine yeah. more permutations. But uh, Missouri State, they,
1: I've already forgotten who they have, Ed, but uh, I, I knew when I sent the, her text out last night. Oh, well, you're good. It's, it's,
0: it's, a, it's, a wild, it's a wild west is what it is. It's a wild Missouri Valley Conference. That's why we love to see it. I absolutely love to see it. Speaking of seeing it, OVC it, congratulations to Moorhead State while you're looking that up. Congrats. You and I plays Belmont, so we do know that. Okay, okay. I'll finish my thought here no, real go, quick. Go ahead. Congratulations to Preston Spradlin and Moorhead State. They have claimed the regular season Ohio Valley Conference Championship. So the first year in which the Racers and Belmont have vacated the league, it's Moorhead State chomping at the bit again. Is this their first outright championship in 40 years? Is I that think right? that's
1: what I saw on yeah.
0: uh, Chuck Moraz.
1: I follow him on Facebook, and I think I saw that. Yeah, yeah.
0: no. Big congrats to Spradlin and those guys. Really looking forward and, to seeing how that shakes out. They,
1: Lost Jani Broom. I don't know who else they lost, but, I mean, he would lose that guy.
0: Spradlin's coach of the year. If you had him,
1: I mean, they just a wall. Uh, t-
0: Talon Cooper went to yeah. uh, Minnesota. So I mean, you had you two go. guys go power five, and you and just yeah, won the coach. If conference. he's not
1: coach of the year, then they don't need to ever have another coach of the Delete year. Delete the award. Yeah, they, just get rid of it. There's just no way to have it. Yeah. No reason to have it anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, But he did a great job. Uh, I worked with Chuck on the Girls Sweet 16, and Chuck – Thinks a lot of Preston, really likes him, and thinks he, he does a uh, a really good job. All right, Missouri State is at Indiana State. Gotcha. So, uh,
0: oh, and Indiana State's great at home. Yeah,
1: but the, the where, where we lose the if we tie with Missouri State, they lose, we win. It still comes down to Drake Valpo. Missouri State beat Drake twice. It's and a matchup thing. We didn't beat them and split with Val, with Bradley, so we would get the tiebreaker if Bradley wins. If Drake wins, uh, there's no way we can be the
0: sixth seed. Back to Morehead State super quick. Yeah, they won four straight uh, to uh, claim the uh, claim the, claim the regular season. As a matter of fact, they've won one, two, three, four, five, six, ten of their last eleven. Their lone loss in the last 11 games, February 9th at Little Rock, 72-68. It's a little Ohio Valley Conference love there, just a, just a little bit. But, yes, congratulations again to uh, Moorhead State. Back to uh, Murray State in the Missouri Valley. So, you know, you've got this game on Sunday that is, from a gravity perspective, still feels really, really important. Obviously, you are 15-14. and f- Yes, 15 and 14. 15 and 14, you... I'm not a huge fan of the whole 500 or better So Well, it's a winning record if you win this game. That's what I was going to say. Guaranteed. I, I'm all fine with that. Yeah, Absolutely. And that that's absolutely feels pivotal. I've just never been of this whole, like, well, we got to be 500 or better. I'm... Yeah, you absolutely would love to be 500 or better, but I also think you can be dissatisfied with 500. I I think it. Oh, I think so too. I think to say, and I don't mean 500 for this team, I just mean for any basketball team. I think, you know, in my opinion, I'd much rather say we have X consecutive 20 win seasons. I think that's just a better. And I have, that's a whole diatribe for another day. I've just never been, the whole, the whole like, let's celebrate 500 or better for 29 years in a row. Yeah, that was super and stuff, but. You know, again, I digress. Going back to this season, you, you know, you take a look at, I'm pulling up some numbers here. You take a look at, you know, where you stand in the Missouri Valley. I, I'm i having a hard time feeling disappointment.
1: Well, Ed, we're close to where I thought we'd be. I, I thought people asked, start the season. I said, well, let me see a few games. Let me get through November. Sure. So we go to South Carolina. And after I saw that, I was like, I believe we'll be fifth or sixth.
0: You win I, on Sunday, you might be sixth. Yeah,
1: and so that's going to be close to that. Uh, I just
0: don't think that's a disappointment.
1: And, it, and that was after I saw the South Carolina games. I think we'll have a winning record. I don't know that I ever said how many games. I don't believe I did, how many they would win in the Valley. But I would have thought 12 would have been a pretty good record. Yeah. Uh, and they're not going to get that. They If they win, they'd get 11. But that's, that's close. Uh, now, the thing that you had a chance that I, for
0: that to be a little better. Yeah, for sure. But the
1: thing that I didn't see is getting our butts handed to us. Three games boom, in a row. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, three historic losses, losing by 20 or more for the first time in school history. Yeah. That's never happened. Right. We've had t- 10 point losses three times in a row, a few times. But. Uh, But the loss is a loss. They don't count two. It's still just a loss, and you just move on to the next time. So all things considered, especially if they win Saturday, they're doing about what I kind of thought they'd do, and anyone who thought they were going to win the league or win 20 or more games – Ah, sorry, that wasn't going to happen.
0: I don't think so, mathematically. I mean, it just wasn't going to happen. So, with, so
1: so, I want to go ahead and bring this up. I know
0: everybody you know, listening is paying attention to the team, but, I mean, you talk about those three whammies in a row. February 4th at Indiana State, 99-56. Mm-hmm. They couldn't miss.
1: It hit 19 threes, school record. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Highest of the season in the Valley.
0: Uh, Drake, 92-68. Another whammy three days later at home. Just And we know what that was. That was uh, DeVries. Coach's son, just taking you. Thanks for playing. Uh, I think he'll play in the NBA. I yeah. honestly believe that. He I honestly good that think day. he's a. He looked great that day. He's got great size. I think he's got a chance actually uh, to, to to go to the next level. I uh, don't know if that means G League. Don't know if that means the NBA. But much like how I believe in Ben Shepard, I think DeVries has a chance at the next level.
1: And I don't know if he has a chance at the next level. But if I could pick one player off that team, Roman Penn.
0: Roman Pin. My gosh. Yeah. He impacts
1: winning in so many ways. But, but, I mean, I think he'll be drawing his Social Security in just a few years, though. He's, what, 25?
0: Yeah, he's older. We
1: I mean, have three players on that team older than John Moran. We've already talked
0: about this. Yes.
1: And on I, on and, that team.
0: And that's absolutely worth bringing up, but that's also something that they've dealt with. Yeah. You know, they've, they've dealt with injuries. They've had two or they three have. guys that, you know, have red-shirted and then gray-shirted and yeah. pur- purple-shirted and please save me. Keep them need around. American Red Cross, save me because I need, like – Body parts, because they were they were didn't didn't pin Taron ACL last year. Yeah, yeah, and he he was out. So you know, but you talk about <laughs> those three games in a row, smack, smack, smack. Then you had back to back wins. So this is something else, Dave Winder. Uh, cheers, racer Dave. Do definitely want to bring this up. You've not won more than two games in a row all year. That's true. You've not lost. More than three games in a row all year. That's right. And I know that that's clearly the definition of a roller coaster. Something that's actually worth mentioning as well, go look at how difficult this schedule is now. We saw it at the beginning of the season, and we knew it was top 10. Now, it's – go to the Ken Palm. I'm almost certain that non-conference was top 40, and I'm almost certain mathematically on net it's top – still top 40. Let me just Ken Palm this real quick. We're we're just, uh, total schedule, non-conference strength of schedule rating. Technically, Murray State's non-conference rating actually did take a tumble. Uh, it's top 200 now, but that's per Ken Palm. So I wonder what balanced that out. Oh, okay. Hold on a second. Huh. Interesting, Murray State's actually one of the luckier teams this year per Ken Palm. They're nineteenth in luck adjustment. Um,
1: UMass stumbled though. Uh, Tulsa hasn't true. been good. That's true. Good point. Bellarmine's got a bad record. Good point. Chicago State is Chicago State. That's Austin P Oh my gosh, Tank City, yeah. unbelievable.
0: Yeah, they were doing. They were playing pretty well, and then yeah. they got into the A Sun, and it was the A None. Yeah, it, it was
1: really rough and so bad that they I think their players in their last game at the Dunn Center uh, decided to try out boxing to maybe see if that would work for them.
0: Well, they were just done. Yeah, it was the last, I hate that actually because I I know people just diss the Dunn Center, but you didn't see the fight going to the locker room. I did. Yeah, so that just that's cool. what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. The, the the the, and I get where it came from because the guy was trying to get the dunk at the end of the game. Northern Florida was like, "Hey, I'm going to come and sweep this guy out from underneath his feet." Caused the scuffle, scuffle turned into a true fight, and then they ran to the back of the locker room and tried to <laughs> continue the extracurricular activities. Because yeah. I, w- I watched the replay, and I was like, why are they running? And then I remembered the Dunn Center. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, they're going to meet in the back. Yeah. I knew that. I was like, oh, God. I was like, that's a track meet, No knowing they're going to go meet in the hallway. <laughs> because I know right. that that's where the racers have run back to. And, you know, an honorable coach in Dave Luce has actually just you know gone next door and been like, Matt, you know, when, you know, when Matt won the title, you know, twice there, hey, I think of the world of you. Just wanted to say, hey, because you're next door neighbors in that regard, which is, by the way, not ideal. By the way, goodbye to the center. I know a lot of people hated it. Uh I know the racers are going to be playing in the new arena at some point as they continue to next keep year, this rivalry. early next year. Yeah. Oh, there we go. So they're not playing in the Dunn Center next year. You'll be playing in the new basketball arena, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Something to look forward to for the 23-24 season. But uh, again, we, we we continue to digress here. But good point there on all of those other schedules. But it, but what I'm all of those other teams kind of bottoming out. But I just mean it. some at one point Murray State's schedule looked gruesome, you know. And the Missouri Valley has proven kind of gruesome. I mean, look oh, at look five at five twenty one teams. Five right. They've
1: never had that before a tournament. Really? In the, in the history of the league. What a
0: nugget. Yeah.
1: In say, the history of the league, they've never again. had five 20-win teams in the Valley before the tournament.
0: This is the first time? First time. So Remember, you, this league
1: was from the 20s. Oklahoma State was a charter member of the league. Yeah, it was
0: that long ago. What a golden nugget. By the way, Neil... That's from Mike Kern. That's, I, I didn't make that up. That's off. fine. That's Mike Kern gave us that. Thank you, Mike Kern. But I'm just saying that's such a terrific nugget. So I want to repeat that again. Never in the history of the Missouri Valley, the first year in which Murray State and Belmont joined the league, have they ever had five twenty 20-win teams going into arch madness until the first year the racers in it. How convenient. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like the Missouri Valley is just really, really freaking good.
1: It is. One other thing, well, I have another, this fascinated me. Garrett Sturts from Drake, 6'3 guard. Yeah. If you lined up the roster, he'd be what 30 guys, let's see, no, 26 guys. He'd probably be picked 24th if you didn't know anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He leads his team in rebounding. Mm-hmm. He's only the second guard in Missouri Valley Conference history to do that. The other one was Oscar Robertson. So I crawled down a rabbit hole. Wow. Uh, When Oscar played for Cincinnati, they were in the league for several years. I crawled down a rabbit hole to see, and uh, his best game uh, in the Valley was against Indiana State. He had 43 points. That's good. We've had people with 43 points who are guards. Yeah. 10 assists. That's pretty good. 23 rebounds from a guard against Indiana State, Oscar Robertson. And he's in, like, if you can think of a Hall of Fame and it has something to do with basketball, he's in it. I mean, he was just that good. But that's the league we're in. We're in that league, the Larry Bird League. I mean, it's just like... The history that this league has is is amazing.
0: Story that just came out from the Des Moines Register. It came out Wednesday, February 22nd. Uh, it's about a five-minute read. This is through Yahoo News, but again, it's Des Moines Register. Alyssa Hurdle, Garrett Sturt's all-time rebounds leader. Yeah, at yeah, his school. Right. Is a symbol of consistency for Drake basketball. And you're right. You talk about statistically, you look at this guy, and you're like... 6'3". Six 6'3". Three. Six three. Doesn't look athletic. Yeah, let's go look at his numbers. Uh, oh, okay, 9.4 points per game, whatever. 6.8 rebounds, 59% from the floor. And sure enough, here's what he's done for five years. You mentioned Drake and the guys that are all older than John Morant. I mean, he's he's right up there. Uh, 6'3", 180 pounds, Newton, Iowa native. Uh, here's what he's done rebounding wise in the last five years 2.6 rebounds per game, 5.8, 5. 5.5, 5. 7.1, mm-hmm. 6.8. As a guard, he's a guard.
1: And our fans wear hard hats in his honor. He's the, the hard yeah.
0: hat. Man, the guy. That's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah. That, do you think,
0: how many, how many, I want to talk about Rod Thomas for a very split second here. Do you think, how many signs are we going to see on Sunday that say in Rod, we trust I hope a bunch. I, I hope do too. a bunch.
1: Because he's, he to me exemplifies what you want in everything sure. first of all the name thomas that he uh, represents wonderfully perfectly uh, so he represents his family well represents his school well and uh, represents his team well he's a uh, you know model student model young man uh, and he's gonna do great things. I don't know what he's gonna do, and he wants to coach.
0: Low, low room, yeah. And I, I think mean, he, he f- wants
1: to do that. But he's gonna be a guy just because he is, uh, you know, excellence-driven. Uh, he just, he's just everything you want in a teammate, in a student, in a son, uh, and probably down the road a husband and everything else. He's, uh, and hopefully our fans will be out and honor. And I, I think I tweeted this: there will never be a racer represent the school better than him. You can get to where he is, but you can never get better because he's been that great of a representative of his school. He's a walk-on. You watch him in
0: practice, you'd never know it. You'd have no idea. I'm counting his points right now. He has 33 career points coming into Sunday. Yeah. And again (sighs) – I knew all this basketball math that you were talking about, and I, I before I go into anything else, Murray State men's basketball related, I knew that, I mean, you've got wanting to finish with a winning season, you've got seed line in play, I understand the fans, you know, from a heart perspective, probably, more, I tweeted it, I don't, I don't mind sharing my opinion, you know, just a, just a heartfelt opinion. I covered a lot of Rod's basketball when he was in high school, Um, you know, and it was one of those things, you know, he decided to come to Murray State, he was going to be a walk on at UT Martin, you know, decided to stay a little closer to home, be even closer to his family, you know, obviously became, uh, you know, this guy that, you know, everybody kind of fell in love with. You know, over the years, yeah, I, from jaw all the way down to the fifteenth man, the you know the rotation, the everybody always applauded Rod's efforts from a practice standpoint, from McMahon even to Steve. Both both regimes have 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 given Rod, you know, hey the 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 comeuppance that he deserves. Yeah. But that, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, could you start him on Sunday?
1: I think that that's a possibility. That's up to Steve. That's just a, coach, yeah. a coach's yeah. decision kind of thing. And that's one where you could have him in for a couple of minutes. And it, I mean, some of the starts we've gotten into, I don't think it really mattered who you start. I think I mean, that's we've fair had point. some rough
0: starts. Yeah, I mean, so, Missouri State, you were uh, you, you know, were down eight zero instantaneously. Yeah,
1: Chicago State, what was it thirty three to eight or 30, whatever it was thirty three to eight at one point. Uh, yep. So I mean, you know, it uh, it's it's. Not, uh, no put, dis- put no disrespect there. to Rod's basketball
0: skill no, no. set, but would it be worse? It, well,
1: no. You, you know, you didn't have a timeout before then, and uh, sure. a dead ball or something. And, but yeah, it'd be kind of cool if he does. But that's coaches play that differently, and that's up to them. To, to me, this is one of the best compliments. I think it was last year. It could have been the year before. I'm old. Ed, things run. But we have a portion of our coaches show. Life is each, a blur each week. Or we let fans have que- ask questions, and someone asked a question, not about Rod Thomas. It was ask Matt McMahon, Coach. I was wondering on walk-ons when you're when you want to walk on. What do you look for in a walk-on? No hesitation. He went Rod Thomas. It's exactly what I want to walk on. I want that guy because he went over everything. He was that's a hell of an answer. Boom, 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 boom. Him. I'll take him every time. That's what I want. And. To me, that's the ultimate compliment because Matt will be a Hall of Famer. Uh, he helped put rings on Rod's fingers, um, multiple. Yeah, fingers. multiple, multiple good, rings on the finger. Good point. Uh, I, you know, so three um, regular
0: season titles.
1: Yeah, so that 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 says quite a bit there. And uh, to me, that's the ultimate compliment. Great teammate, and everybody on the bus uh, when we travel. And that's that's right. They just just
0: love love and, Rod. And Steve calls him the mayor. Yeah. And you know if Rod Thomas ever wanted to be the mayor of Murray, and right, and Rod, that's fine. If, if
1: Rod is listening to this, or I'm Paducah, not, I'm not saying this just to get a free Rod Thomas T-shirt. I mean, I, I really do mean it with all with all my heart. <laughs> or,
0: or or even a better discount through Bidwell and Rucavina's <laughs> or or, or, or some free flowers, maybe. you know, I, free I, flowers. Yeah. He's he's bringing the flowers. No, I totally agree. Loved watching him in high school. Uh, really enjoy it. And honestly, you know, I, I don't want to, I'll, I'll, I'll pontificate here very briefly. You know, you I've heard the same thing you have about the coaching perspective. You know, obviously his dad, you know, Roger Thomas was absolutely phenomenal girls and boys basketball coach. Successful for Paducah Tillman, successful for McCracken County as an assistant under Scotty. You know, obviously there probably will be multiple avenues for Rod coming out of college. Whatever he wants to do, if he wants to stay closer to home and coach, Maybe he's on the bench next year for Murray State. Maybe he's elsewhere exploring high school. Maybe he takes a break from basketball and figures it all out. It's good. Whatever he wants to do, it's up to him. He'll be successful at it. Um, but I agree. I just, the, the presence and the way that he carries himself, uh, both as an emotional leader, uh, spiritual leader, um, everything that you would want on a, in a locker room and on a sideline, I think Rod already possesses. It will just come down to where does he want to be from that perspective right uh, and his age you know the world is his oyster so I mean it's we're acting like he's 40 years old he's or I am I was in saying those things he's he's I don't even think he's 22 21 22 something like that probably. He's, he's he's you know I'm getting old because I remember when he was 13 14 putting up shots for Paducah Tillman and uh and just how good of a high school basketball player he was starting games,
1: become Ed, so shut up
0: Okay, that's totally fair. That's <laughs> totally fair. That's, you and did call I, his dad's I games. told you one of his
1: dad's stories. We're at the – I don't remember who we played because it was either Belmont or – I guess back then it was Tennessee State. I don't guess Belmont was in the league. We so were at the Maxwell House Hotel. Okay. and Was I it good to the last drop? It was. That, well, that's what they served their coffee. That's their coffee there. It's Maxwell House coffee at the Maxwell House. Even better. Geez. So, I was uh, just trying to be an ass. No, you're really spot on. <laughs> Uh as it turned out that time didn't work. Um but uh before you get to the breakfast area uh-huh. there's a, like a little lounge out uh, out front. And so I think got off the elevators and I hear this wonderful piano playing. I'm like, oh yeah, somebody's on the on the keys oh, there. It's his dad. And it was Rod Thomas. I believe that. Yeah. yeah. Now I've called a lot of games, Ed. Been around thirty something years. A lot of guys. A lot of guys, only seen one, and, and it wasn't D dee dee dee, 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 That's me. <laughs> wasn't chopsticks. That was me. No, this was like nice stuff. It's like, my gosh. So I didn't, didn't know he could do that. And uh, so uh, multi-talented dude, I'll yeah. tell you that. And, so uh, it's, and it's good. To, it, you can see where uh, Rod Jr., or it's not Rod Jr., he's Rodriguez. Yeah. And that's where, but it's where where he got uh, uh, great upbringing with his parents. And uh, his sister seems pretty good, too. So. Yep. Uh, Worth the mentioning. Thomas family is going to be around uh, for a while And uh, glad glad that they are
0: Really quick mention there uh, Destiny Thomas was named KABC Region 1 Player of the Year uh, As was Haven Ford uh, Up at, uh, I always get this wrong is it, is it Rowan or Rowan? Rowan It is Rowan, yeah. I literally, every time I get ready to say it I think it's Rowan and I know it's Rowan And I just get tongue tied Rowan County, those two young ladies Seniors, that's how KABC works mm-hmm. uh, They lead up to a Best Senior uh, you know, and, and however it is, it shakes up. They then become finalists for Mr. Miss Basketball. Uh, Haven Ford, Destiny Thomas, two signees with Murray State Women's Basketball, certainly going to bring uh, more help, more firepower. Destiny's going to bring that size that you and I were just talking about. Um, you know, uh, and and they're both pretty good. They're both up for Miss Basketball.
1: If, uh, if McCracken wins, they're projected to get Bethlehem, and uh, they have a player. Uh, who has a scholarship to Oklahoma State? That's right. I've in raining, remember? Oh, not not basketball. She's a good basketball player, yeah. but she's going to be a cowgirl.
0: That's incredible
1: at Oklahoma State. They have scholarships for that. And here's the odd part, Ed. I know one of her teammates. How? At Oklahoma State because she's from Marshall County. Uh, I can't think of her. Friend. I think Ashley, maybe Bag- Bagley's her last name. She wow. is my ex-wife's sister's daughter's
0: daughter. I love Western Kentucky. There you go. Family trees. And she's doing. She's Oklahoma best. State.
1: So that'll be her teammate. But uh, that's a tough match for them. Uh, for Rowan County, let's see. Uh, and this is just projections on here' Leslie County. Tough. So they they have a chance to to get a to win there. And if they win and McCracken wins, it's Murray State versus uh, Murray State. Really? McCracken versus Rowland in round two.
0: If they can make it. Wow. I'll have
1: to fight Chuck over who does that game.
0: Oh, that'd be cool. I'd love to be up there to cover it. If I could get up to the state tournament this year, uh, which I love my job. i got a ton of news at WKDZ, Hoptown, Princeton, Cadiz. I'll tease that, plug that all day long. But uh, if I can get a free moment to catch some state basketball – uh, I certainly would love to do that. Want to bring this back? We've given an okay, emotional. Yeah. No, 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 no! I, I absolutely we've 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 gone an emotional route here uh, with Rod. I think he absolutely deserved Racer Nation podcast. I thought did a terrific job uh, throwing Rod, you know, some love uh, with their last podcast. But going going back just real quick, we got to get you, DJ here. Shout out! That, to? That's absolutely. Okay. I'm headed to that. All right. just want to be sure. don't want to leave him out. And I want to. That's what I wanted to get at. That and very briefly you know, you know, where maybe this men's basketball team is headed, you know, heading into Arch Madness. Uh, DJ, you know, um, DJ had played on one of the best Murray State men's basketball teams of all time. And I know that there are some other teams that maybe rival total skill set, total talent on the roster, but did not finish 31-3 and and sweep your conference entirely. And DJ was a massive part of the build there on what they were trying to do under Matt and that staff, and then decided to stay. You know, had every opportunity. Steve opened that door and said, "If you would like to walk out of it, now is the time." He, he my he, trains leader. entered the portal. He, well, of course, he, he entered the portal. But, encouraged all to do so. I think yeah. he had some, he had some interest, and yeah. naturally would. He's a good offensive rebounder. Yeah, good hustler, good screener. Make some smart decisions, you know, in the half court. And uh, you just wonder, you know we said at the beginning of the season, Neil, that DJ and Rod would probably receive the most love from the fan base. Naturally so. Mm-hmm. You other guys, you know, Brian, Jacoby, Rob, you know, Kenny to a certain extent, Quincy and his hard nosed play. A lot of these guys have started to develop characteristics that mm-hmm. racer fans are enjoying and sure. I don't but DJ There's just something about him from an energy standpoint. First of all, I love the fact that he calls offensive rebounds coins. And I wrote about that. You and I talked a lot about that last year. Yeah. I love that that's just a bag of coins. But there is something about DJ that is hard not to enjoy watch him like watching him play the game of basketball. Yeah. I don't know if you he's oh,
1: like he's having a great time out there. And that's it's a game. You're supposed to have a good time.
0: There's there. always like and I understand maybe the smiles and the laughs and the joy. It's who he is. It's hard to understand when you're losing by 15 or 20 in yeah. some of these games, but he's still out there and he's still playing. He would have played the second half. I wanted to get into this very briefly. This is just some basketball information. Um, he probably would have played that second half and I had to ask you, I didn't realize I had missed that in the broadcast. I was driving home. I didn't realize he got hurt on that possession. Mm-hmm. He would have played in the second half against Missouri State, except you, you were telling me it yeah, eye.
1: Ran into an elbow, uh wasn't no one elbowed him, he was going for a rebound, hit a guy in the elbow, hit him in the eye. Uh, and it swelled somewhat and it had watered and blurred, so he couldn't see out of one eye well enough. Yeah, and you can't rebound with one eye. So they ice packed it, hoping the swelling would go down, he could return. It just never was it well enough. And then by the time he maybe was able to, too late. So, yeah. I mean there's no need putting him in at that
0: point. Well, and that was the thing too. And, and again, just real quick, Missouri State, real opportunity there. You win that game. You're you're feeling like maybe you could get as good as, as high as fourth. You no, know, you still still a five. That's high as you could go. Five was as high. That was was still a, five would have been awesome yeah um and uh just didn't happen and i know that that was an opportunity slipped away as the road has been this year for this team three and seven on the road in conference play three and 11 for the year um but you know going back to that whole situation you know with dj sounds like it's day-to-day he's he's definitely i
1: would assume he's gonna be okay it it didn't look like anything serious you you know the swelling once it goes down i think it'd be fine Like, like the elbow wasn't in the eye yeah doesn't look like like eye damage. It's like when you have a little swell and it kind of impairs your vision somewhat.
0: Yep. Just from a numbers perspective, before we go back to the love letter to DJ Burns, 8.4 points per game. That's good for third on the team. Tied for third with Brian Moore, who, of course, you and I have talked about. He certainly has surged as we've gone through Missouri Valley Conference play. Leading the team with 6.6 rebounds. 83 of his 191 total rebounds are offensive. So... Uh, I'm going to do the math real quick, more than 40%. Yeah, more than 40% of uh, his rebounds have been offensive this year. Just an absolute monster uh, on the second chance glass. Uh, did not take. He's not taking a single three this year, which of course we know that's not his game, but he is leading the team in field goal percentage as any forward probably should. 91 of 160 from the field and uh, from a You know, 37 turnovers, not a ton, you know, 32 assists, nearly one-to-one, 11 blocks, 13 steals. A lot of hustle, effort, and really you take a look at the two seasons that he's given Murray State, you know. I I mean, what do you think? I know he's technically got another year of eligibility. Uh, I mean, it's hard to extrapolate what becomes of that, but he's given two years at Southern, Mm -hmm. two years here. I mean, four years of college basketball, I mean – I would have to think there's a possibility that, you know, maybe this is the last time he's on a racer floor. Well, I
1: think he's the one he wants to do senior day just in case. I I'm, I don't think he's sure, he hasn't made up his mind. Well,
0: yet. look at women's basketball last yeah. year. You know, Macy enjoyed her senior day, yeah. you know, Alexis. People can make those decisions yeah. now. It's so different now. Senior day sometimes doesn't necessarily mean the everything that it is. And don't get me wrong, for, for somebody like Rod Thomas, it might be. Mm-hmm. But for, for guys that know that they're going to get more time on the floor, and women too, right. senior day just means I'm ready to graduate, and then there's always more eligibility.
1: And this may be a thing where he kind of tests things out to see if there's an overseas opportunity. Because sometimes you just want to make some money, and I get that. And sure. uh, go on and do other things, travel a little bit. And uh, D-Day's got enough of a skill set, especially now. I mean, the thing that's improved with him over year to year, free throw shooting. I mean, he's in valley play. He's just magnificent, uh, yeah. o- over 80%. Absolutely right. So uh, he's been terrific there. Uh, he was really poor to start the season last year, but he has been good ever since. Has an unorthodox uh, shot. but. Well, well, it remains to be seen if he's back next year, that's fantastic. you got offensive rebounding. you got a great personality. And if not, he's going to go on and uh, probably make a little money overseas someplace. Well,
0: and you, I mean, you say these things, and again, obviously all these options will be in front of him, and he'll be able to choose that path. But, you know, take a look at even Tevin Brown. You know, Tevin, who I very quickly want to mention, is uh, playing pretty well for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, if you want to check that out. Uh, go to the G League stats. He's already put up a 27-point game as a starter right before their break, uh, which they observe the same All-Star break as the NBA does, and and furthermore, Tevin started to see more time, uh, you know, with uh, with the Mad Ants. So perhaps that means development. But that's the same thing that happened with Tevin. Tevin technically could have gone and been a grad transfer for one more year in college anywhere. He'd mm-hmm. played all of his eligibility out at Murray State. Could have given someone a solid four to five-star transfer if you're grading a transfer just based on his skill set and what he was able to do and uh, would have helped any contender uh, this year, probably push for a national championship, uh, but decided to go into the G League and make money. By the way, you and I have talked about this a lot, the G League. Hey, bud. That's my cat in the background. G League is uh, like $35,000 a year, $40,000 a year minimum, and that's if you're just kind of loafing on the bench. So Mm -hmm. hard to turn that down. You yeah. know, when you're when you're needing to start making money for your family. So, uh, and Europe is also successful. We say these things sounds crazy, but that's exactly what Anthony Smith did once his eligibility was out. Right. Now he's playing overseas, and, and Europe's tax free money. That's right. And if D- you make forty, you keep forty. Yeah, that's right. And DJ, same kind of stat lines as Anthony, hard nosed player. I know Anthony probably played like harder from a defensive standpoint, whereas DJ's a bit more of offensively mm-hmm. minded, um, but. Anthony had the same kind of seven six seasons while at Murray State yeah. developed and then went and played overseas and yeah. DJ may see that as an opportunity and, and we'll see how that all shakes out don't want to don't want to wish anything away seasons uh, seasons you know not done yet and th- and that's the last thing I want to ask you Neil I, I at this point with Valparaiso on Sunday and Arch Madness you know looming Soon, I know racer fans are going to descend upon St. Louis, no matter what the outcome is on Sunday and and where the racers sit. But I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, who do you see in the championship game? And you know, I mean, what? You, I mean, I know it's so early. Just maybe, what? Maybe your guess. What are your guesses? Well,
1: Drake and Bradley, they have been the team over the last few weeks, but Indiana State's in the mix too. Uh, However, I don't know that they ever play this tournament without some major upset at some point. Yeah. So usually it, it's coming. You don't know who it's going to be. It's sort of like a little mini March Madness where someone will rise up and knock off someone that uh, that really wasn't supposed to. Uh, from the racer standpoint, uh, you, I think it's a tall ask. You have a team that hasn't won three in a row all year that need to win four in a row to win the uh, the Missouri Valley Conference Championship. So I don't see that happening. Uh, as of a, as a right now, if they get a win and the chips fall where they – should then they would get uh, UIC in a Thursday night eight thirty game. If they win that one, they would likely get uh, probably. Uh, I'm not sure who in round two, but uh, I think SIU is uh, maybe who
0: that would be. And I two. know those two games for the Racers have been relatively close, but I mean, I mean, SIU's had their number both times, yeah. home and away, and Lance Jones, Marcus Damask. Let me ask you that. You gave a big, you know, who's the, who would be the front runner for player of the year in the Missouri Valley, with, um, with five twenty win teams. Yeah, I mean, is I it think Devries De De
1: probably with a slight edge, especially if Drake wins it. Uh, I think that's kind of kind of what you'd go at.
0: I mean, but look at look at how good the league has been in those top five teams. You've had DeVries.
1: I said SIU three. That that wouldn't be correct. You're looking at probably Indiana State. Okay, is, is the three, so and I you have split
0: with thinking. the racer. The racer split there, but man, they yeah. I mean, but DeVries.
1: So... DeVries. Back to that. Yeah, I would think DeVries. Um, as I said, I'm a big Roman Penn fan, but from a from a pure stat standpoint, as to who I think coaches will look at the stats. Probably going to go with him, but uh, Br- Bradley's got a couple of guys they can make a case for as well. Brinkmast uh, and Kavasi McCauley's had a tremendous year for Indiana State. So great, I mean, great point. You know, there's some really terrific players, uh, and that's the thing I've found in the Valley this year. Is you go up against teams, almost everybody, even the team we play Sunday—they're going to be one of the bottom four. seeds. they have two of the best players in the league:
0: Ben Cricky and King, yeah, uh, the Kobe King. Is it cricky or cricky? Cricky, it is cricky. I was right. Yeah. Sorry, so was, I'm uh, seeing teams uh, to it would start for here.
1: every team in the league, and uh, we're going to have to go up against them. There, I mean, they're really, really good. And thank the Lord that Clay Thompson uh, decided to transfer to Missouri State, and. Uh, donovan clay you mean yeah donovan
0: Clay. Yeah, i what do love I clay thompson yeah. the nba Who's player clay i knew you donovan watched. clay come I on man you, what, what time it's 11 20. i knew you watched the nba yeah but so, yo, know, donovan Clay. but i mean if they have him my gosh Cricky leads the league in scoring yeah uh shepherd second devries is third bowen born your boy bowen is uh fourth marcus damask is fifth uh, Kavassie McCauley is sixth, Jace Carter seventh, Kobe King eighth. You're right, Valpo has two of the top ten scorers. Kenny Strawbridge from Evansville is ninth, Rob Perry is tenth, rankmast is eleventh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bourne has slipped a little bit.
1: Uh, we talked, I think it was to Bradley's radio guy, said when they saw him, he didn't look right. He wasn't shooting as well. Still I think he's come back lately since though. then. Yeah, I mean, he's he's still really good, but uh, he hit a little stretch where he uh, was in a little bit of a mini slump, but uh, yeah. <laughs> he's done so much this season. He's fun to watch, and yeah. uh, uh, fans, uh, I haven't seen the schedule, but I think – they invert from what I've told, so I think we get Northern Iowa here next year and don't go there.
0: I didn't, <coughs> Excuse me. I didn't realize Kavassi and McCauley had 94 threes made in 29 games. That's silly, Neil. Yeah. That's silly. That's He's averaging more than three a game. That is filthy, filthy stuff. Well, Neil, we can talk about it at some point. At some point before we get through this spring, I want to give an introduction to how baseball and softball are going, men's and women's golf uh, for Murray State. And then certainly want to mention – Racer football. Uh, Racer football certainly had their signing class. Really interesting signing class, I thought. Had the early signing class. But this main signing class, I want to quickly mention, had uh, quite a few quite a few transfers, uh, which is something you and I have talked a lot about. That's certainly something that needed to be addressed. And then they've hired a co-defensive coordinator right. in uh, Bruce Hall. So we'll, we'll talk about that at some other time. Right now, I know you're going to get your rest. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Thanks, Ed. Well, I, know, I mean,
1: we're not going to let the cat out of the bag. If we have our big promotion that we have when the Dungeons and Dragon movie comes out, I told you about this. That, uh, do
0: do do. Go ahead.
1: You know, we'll, we'll we'll hold it to the next time.
0: No, but I mean, Neil, well, you say these it. things, and I actually have Dungeons and Dragons dice on my table. Right well, I know now. you do. That's, I mean,
1: but I mean, there's a movie coming out.
0: Well, there is a movie coming out. Oh man, I just rolled stats. That's a terrible stat. You yeah. know the, do you know how to roll stats in Dungeons & Dragons? I don't
1: know what that means. Well,
0: when you roll the statistics I, of the character, them. I'm going to tell you. Uh, I just rolled a. I just rolled a four and three ones. Uh-huh. That's terrible. Okay. Because a lot of times in Dungeons & Dragons, you roll a 4d6 and drop the lowest die, uh-huh. and that becomes the number for the stat. So that dropped the lowest. I drop a one. That's a six. Well, that's not good. That's not good, no. Especially when the highest you can get is an 18. Yes. The lowest you can get is four ones, which is a three. And a three in any statistic means you're deficient in that statistic completely. So
1: I apologize to our audience for bringing it
0: up. Anytime. Neil, appreciate it, man. Thank you.